Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey there, howdy folks. What's up everyone? Today is February 25th, 2018. My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have some thoughts about eSports. So if you don't know, eSports is short for electronic sports. Basically, it's a fancy way to say competitive video gaming. In yesterday's podcast, I briefly mentioned that sometimes in my morning routine, uh, when I get done my work, I, I play a little computer game that I play sometimes. It's called StarCraft. And I know, call me a nerd, whatever. I like the game. And over the last year, as I've gotten a little bit more into this game, I've learned more and more about the esports community and how tight-knit it is and how, how do, how do I say this? It's much more sophisticated than I think the average person gives it credit for. When we think of gamers, you know, and I, I think this too, by the way, because I'm, I'm also judgmental, but you think of, I mean, the stereotypical Cheeto eating crumbs on his belly, living in mom's basement type kid. And, you know, who am I to say? I'm sure a lot of gamers are like that. But I've also learned that a lot of gamers are not like that. And in fact, it's a very sophisticated, a very well-organized community that is filled with a lot of really, really intelligent and smart people that are creating like basically an empire and, and a huge business out of esports. So for this podcast, I am referencing a few articles simply because I don't know enough about it to talk off the top of my head. I was reading an article on venturebeat.com and I'm going to link all these articles. Uh, this one is with the the director of esports product and operations at Blizzard. In case you're wondering, Blizzard is basically the biggest computer game company. They make the game StarCraft, they make World of Warcraft, they make Diablo, and they also make a game called Overwatch, which is becoming extremely popular right now. And she made a really good comparison in this interview where esports is compared a lot to traditional sports because you know, even though they're different, they're also very similar with there's teams and there's competition and sponsorships and just sort of the business model is very similar. And she had mentioned that she doesn't see it quite the same as traditional sports leagues like the NFL or the NHL. She sees it a lot more as what the UFC did because the UFC essentially created their own media company out of their sport industry. So sure, they have the UFC, they have the actual competition and the events, but really what the UFC did is created a, a media agency out of it. Their social media is huge. The production that they, the video productions that they create with like the UFC embedded and the UFC unleashed and and how they they take their actual media and they create storylines behind it. I don't want to get too into it, but basically what I'm trying to say is that Blizzard sees itself following that route much more than they would follow, you know, say 
striking a deal with like NBC or ABC to have broadcasting rights on their channel. And I think that's a good move. I think that it it plays really well into the consumer base of online games. And I also think that's a good move because the reason why esports is becoming so popular is because of independent media um, generators, content generators, you know, such as myself in a, a very, very small scale. But there's like serious people out there with serious followings that are esports fanatics. There's a guy named Loco that I follow that sort of rebroadcasts a lot of stuff. There's a, a a girl, shit, I forget the name of her YouTube channel. Um, she does a lot of World of Warcraft stuff. There's, more importantly, there's an entire streaming platform called Twitch, which I think right now is the 12th most visited website in the world, but most of the general public still doesn't know about it. And Twitch is basically a way for you to watch other people play computer games or video games um, straight through your computer. So if, if I'm playing on my computer, I can stream what I'm playing to my followers. And a lot of these video game players or content creators, uh, broadcasters are making a really, really good living off of advertising dollars and um, just revenues that they create through Twitch. So I think that's smart of them to see that they're creating a different path than just a, creating a traditional sports league because just by its nature, esports is is very, very content-driven. So second, as I started getting really fired up about this, and you know, I remember reading somewhere that somebody said that esports is projected to surpass actual sports. And I did have to take a step back and discover that that's, that's not really the case, at least over the next 20 to 30 years. So this year, 2017, in 2017, esports revenues reached 696 million and are expected to grow by 1.5 billion by 2020 as brand investment doubles. This is an article on newzoo.com, which again, I'll link in the show notes. So I'm thinking, damn, that's a shitload of money. Esports is really killing it. And then I started doing some more research and I, I learned that the annual NFL revenues, not sports revenues, just the NFL alone is $13 billion. So goddamn, esports has a long ways to go if they're going to catch them. But then I, I started going back of my and forth in my head, and why is it that we are comparing that excuse me, we keep comparing esports to traditional sports? Maybe it's just its own thing. Maybe they shouldn't even think about it that way. Much like the UFC did. Again, I keep coming back to that that media company comparison, which I think is what Blizzard needs to do and what I think they should do. They shouldn't try to get broadcasting rights. They shouldn't try to link up with major organizations that can project their their game competitions they should just create it themselves and then that way they host the content they own the content they don't have to license it out to anybody and the best thing about it is these independent content creators on youtube and on twitch and and bloggers can essentially promote their organization for them as opposed to paying I don't know, millions and millions of dollars on commercials and advertising. Some of these esport fanatics are like really, really diehard. And I think over time, it's going to be the followings of these 
these smaller content creators who are going to grow the industry of esports for them. Because I know for myself, that's how I got into it. I started following a, a few YouTubers that were like broadcasting games and, and I was like, damn, this is pretty fucking fun to watch. So I'm excited to see where it leads because as I talk about this at Stadzi, everyone goes like, oh my gosh, why would you want to watch that? That's so boring. But I remember when iPhones first came out and a lot of people were saying to themselves, oh, I don't really, I don't want one of them. I don't need to be looking at a phone all the time. And, you know, now look at us. There's always the early adopters and there's the vast majority of people who are kind of reluctant to jump on board to a new thing. But I think over the next five years, definitely over the next 10 years, esports is going to be like super, super commonplace in our society. And we're going to see it all around us and we're going to talk about it and we're going to have water cooler conversations at the office about online game competitions and, and it's just going to be everyday life. However, I was surprised to see how far behind esports was to traditional sports if we're using that comparison. Either way, we can see that they have a long way to go, much further to go than I thought they did. So one last thing, I think there are some huge opportunities for esports because I think there's still a ton of room for independent content creators. Using that same UFC comparison, I know of tons of blogs and tons of websites that made absolute killings simply creating content around UFC events, storylines between fighters, breaking down matchups, getting pictures of events, um, just doing vlogs, going to, to expos and creating video diaries of them. So if you're into esports and you're looking for like a business opportunity, creating a, a, a media production around the community of esports, creating storylines behind the players, creating drama between, you know, grudge matches and, and all that shit you can do. There's some real, real business opportunity there. If I wasn't so busy, honestly, I would do it myself because I know that I know that people can make a shitload of money doing that. I think it's cool. I think I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. And I think that you can make fun of it now if you want, but eventually everybody's going to be following along. So anyway, those are some of my thoughts on that. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.